worked very hard on, on fitness and um, and the running game. That's what kind of led me to, to want this dream of being a, a racing driver. There's no point in time and anything except standards of excellence. We will deal with the Talton Cup if we're in it and we'll, we'll certainly give it every bit of respect. There's no feeling that beats playing for Ireland. My God, I'm going to do everything that is possible to bring us there. This is Sports Beat Extra. On this week's show, we're focusing on the beast that is Cheltenham 2023 and dissecting the massive interest that we have in the southeast. It's going to be a good one. I'm Sean Connolly, and you're very welcome to Sportsbeat Extra. Five counties, one big sports show. Sportsbeat Extra. He has 200 yards to travel. Quarter star with eight legs to find. But Denman and Sam Thomas driven out. Relentless, remorseless, has pounded Quarter star into submission. The answer is Denman. Denman won the Gold Cup. I'm very pleased to be joined by Racing Supremo, formerly of the Racing Post, and now lending me his time, Mr. Jordan Norris. How are you doing, Jordan? Good, Sean. How are you? I'm still here. I'm still here, so I can't complain about still that. Still alive. Still there. Nowhere else to start ahead of a bumper week in Cheltenham. We've got an absolute abundance of talent in the southeast in Willie Mullins, Henry de Bromhead, Rachel Blackmore, Joseph O'Brien, and many more. Just how impressive is the array of talent that we have here in the southeast? Ah, uh, yeah, well, you just, you just, you summed it up yourself there, Sean, like, I mean, geographically, it's southeast of Ireland is a very minute part of the world, but it probably accounts for the best racehorse trainer in the world, some of the best jockeys in the world, some of the most consistent performers all the time, people that perform every time they go out in a race course, not just in Cheltenham, but, I mean, you look at the record that some of these people have had, like Willie Mullins last year, he smashed the, the record, there's 28 races at the festival, he had 10 winners, he... Henry de Bromhead you know, had done some unprecedented stuff in the past few years. He won the last two Gold Cups, last two champion hurdles. First trainer to win champion chase, hurdle and Gold Cup in the one season. Won the Grand National the same season. Rachel Blackmore, first female rider to win the Gold Cup. Joseph O'Brien, you know, his flat background with Aidan. He's gone in, he's got 25 jump horses. He's winning big, massive grade one races. Emmett Mullins won the Grand National last year. We're just absolutely spoiled for choice with the brilliant people involved in racing in the southeast, Sean. I think, you know, wherever you look, you're never more than a couple of miles from someone who's just doing things that they have absolutely no business to be doing, you know. We won't complain about it. No, certainly not. And starts off nicely, the first two races on Tuesday, I suppose both presenting an excellent opportunity for Willie Mullins. You got the Supreme Novices Hurdle and the Arkle. What do you think? Yeah, I I think... To be honest, the Supreme is the first race of the festival this year, Sean. And to be quite honest, which uh, it could nearly well be the best race of the whole week. Last year in the Supreme, we unearthed Constitution Hill. He won it by 22 lengths, Nicky Henderson's horse. And he's probably the most exciting horse in racing now. And you look at the Supreme this year and yeah, Mullins has got some absolute superstars. One in particular is, is Farsile Vega. He was the winner of the champion bumper at Cheltenham last year. He's, he was unbeaten before he went to the Dublin Racing Festival. Now, something happened at the Dublin Racing Festival for Fasal Vega. He went up a real strong gallop against a flat horse in high definition, and he, before he knew it, he was bolted out the final two miles, but he came to the second last. There was just no gas there. It's like if you were trying to do 120 on the motorway, but you kept your car in third gear, really. Like, it was just... It was, it was crazy stuff, but, you know, I think... For what he achieved before that, nearly every racing fan would be willing to forgive him his run. You have Marine Nassi and Allender for Barry Connell, the Dublin trainer. He hasn't run since before Christmas, but again, he's another fella 
He's done an awful lot right. You'd hardly dismiss him. There's so many great horses thrown in against each other. You've diverged for Willie Mullins. He's a big price. He's a son of Frankel, the legendary flat horse. Never, ever lost a race. Again, another Southeast connection. Dungarvan jockey Tom Queeley used to ride him. It's just, it shapes up to be an amazing spectacle. Anything at all could happen in this year's Supreme, Sean. And you mentioned the Arkle as well. The Arkle last year with Edward Stone, he's obviously a main contender for the champion chase this year. So the form of it always gets frank. Like, I mean, these horses, they're novices, but they go on to great, great things. These are only the stepping stones for them in their early careers. Uh, you're looking at this year's Arkle. You have pretty much of two horses. You have John Bond, he's the best novice chaser in the UK. If El Fabiolo won the Irish Arkle, he's the best novice chaser in Ireland. Great shootout between the two of them. They met, the only time they ever met before was at Aintree last year after the Cheltenham Festival. And it was El Fabiolo's first ever run the graded race. John Bond had been second at Cheltenham. He had done an awful lot right before that. There's only a neck between them. And he looks at the improvements since, let's say, El Fabiolo would have his measure this time around. I reckon the first two races of the festival are going to set the tone for the week, Sean. I reckon you could have two winners for Willie Mullins. And I suppose staying on that day, just how excited are you to see Constitution Hill on Tuesday? And would you give Honeysuckle the nod in the mayor's half an hour later? You know what, Sean? There's very few horses in history that have excited me as much as Constitution Hill. That's how much you oh, think yeah. of him. He's, he's, like, you look at the ratings, like, he's already rated in terms of hurdlers as one of the best ever. Like, he's just an absolute feat of equine science. He's just. Even, you just look at him, he's just, there's something so unique about him. That he's was so, a splendid, splendid synopsis he's, he's, you just gave. He's just so placid, but so powerful and just, you know, you, you're to look at him, you think, you know, you, you put him out in the field there in Williamstown and you could pet him and no bother. But he's probably faster than the BMW, like he's just insanely talented. He jumps like a dream. He has endless, endless stamina. He's just... I can't wait to see him going chasing next season. I really hope that that's the plan for him. But like he's he's always constantly never ever comes off the bridle. He's just ah uh, he's, he's a joy to watch. Like I wouldn't ever dream of taking him on with anybody. I just I can't wait to see him. I really I really think he, he's he's the the superstar horse for Britain now. He's what British racing's revivals hopes are nearly pinned upon. He's the best horse they've had over there since Winter Soccer. It's 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 amazing. You mentioned Honeysuckle, yeah, obviously. Things things haven't gone right for her this year, you know, but again, she owes Henry, Rachel, the Maloneys, Kenny Alexander, us, the people, she owes nothing to anybody, you know, but like, you really think of it, it's such a, an estimation of how good Constitution Hill is that they've swerved him, they won't take him on with her, he's too good, he's just far too good, and even Stateman, the horse to beat Honeysuckle at the Dublin Racing Festival, like, You'd even still say that Constitution Hill is easily six, seven odd lengths ahead of him. Now, Honeysuckle, the mayor's hurdle this year, like, I know she hasn't raced in mayor's company in two odd years or so, but, like, it's still going to be a very tough race. You don't know whether Marie's Rock is going to run the stairs. You have Love Envoy, you have Epitant, you have a lot of previous festival winners thrown into the race as well. It's going to be tough. But I just think there's something conspiring for her to win. I just think it's like almost written in the stars. It's 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 kind of meant to be. I don't think our form has been that bad this year. I think it's a case of just simply coming up against better horses, really, Sean. And I, I think, you know, she's obviously in the twilight period of her career where she's coming up against, you know, horses that are going to be hitting new heights and peaking soon. So 
I would love nothing more than to see her win. And you know what? I wouldn't rule her out. There's going to be very few chances for anybody to ever see a horse that's won 16 times, been a three-time Cheltenham Festival winner, going off in a race at nearly two to one. I'd say, you know, you've made the most of it. Written in the stars is a good way to look at it. And moving along, massive race again to kickstart Wednesday, the Ballymore Novices Hurdle. Again, plenty in the Mullins camp with Gaelic Warrior, Champ Kylie. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, there's... You nearly... I nearly say the first three home, probably it's three Mullins horses again. Like, it just goes to show he's... He's got so many unbelievable horses. I think he's 290 horses above him, Chris Sutton. Like, it's just... How do you quantify the level of success that he has had? You can't. You genuinely can't. Like, I, I think he's the greatest trainer in the modern era, Sean. Like, it, it's just insanity, the things that he continues to replicate on a on a daily basis. Like, I think he won one in every three grade ones between Ireland and the UK last year. And like some of that was with a second string of horses, like you know, horses like you know, and he said people riding for him that for any other stable they'd probably be their main jockey. It's just the strength and depth. Like Willie Mullins is the race and what Alex Ferguson, Arsene Wenger and Carlo Ancelotti put together probably hard to football. Like he's that big. He's does it on such a consistent basis. He gets the best out of but like it's not even a case of, you know, the horses that are worth three hundred, four hundred grand going in. People seem to think anybody can train them, but like, you know, there's still a lot to be done with them. But you could give William Mullins a horse that, you know, has never had any form before, has had his issues, whatever else, and he will always get the best out of him. He's just an amazing natural horseman. These three in the Ballymore, I really like Imperia Pass. I think he is a horse I'm really excited for for the future. He's unbeaten. I thought on his debut was very impressive. He ran over two mile three on his debut and I think he won it by 18 odd lengths I think the step up in triple will be no harm to him Gaelic Warrior has done really well this season I was at down in Tremor in December he won a race by 86 lengths he won it by a full furlong but like again he was look he was in against horses obviously of lower class that day he's never actually run a graded level and he's never run over this far I don't know look he's done nothing wrong but there's a, more doubts surrounding him Cham Kiley grade 1 winner at this level he won the Lawlers and Ace that was around the time the low sun debate was floating around. A lot of the hurdles were taken out. Finishes were a bit flatter, but you wouldn't discount him, especially Danny Mullins on his back. Danny Mullins had an amazing Dublin Racing Festival, Willie's nephew. And uh, yeah, I think, you know, he, he actually holds all the aces here. There's a few, one or two good British horses in it. But again, how do you discount the master, the man from Carlo? He's just, he's insane. And with that, obviously, the champions chase on Wednesday. Mullins has the defending champion and favourite again. But you think there could be a different Southeast connection to a victory in this one? I do. And maybe it's geographical loyalty playing its part, Sean. But I, I'm convinced Niall Houlihan is, is going to be the winning jockey at the champion chase this year. Dungarvan man, Niall Houlihan, is only 22 years old. Star of the future, absolutely, Sean. He's, he won his first ever graded race at Kempton there before Christmas or just after Christmas sorry the Desert Orchid chase at Kempton it was a funny story this horse he was planned to run in handicaps lower lesser races a meeting gets cancelled lo and behold the, the trainer decides to take his chance in the Desert Orchid at 28 to 1 the favourite Edward Stone last year's Arkle winner goes off that day he unseats his rider editor Dejit bolts up jumps perfectly foot perfect all the way around they go off and win fast forward to the Clarence house the last day and on trials day at Cheltenham He's in against Energy, I mean, the reigning champion chaser. 
Edward Stone reigning Arkle champion and editor Dejit and they're all saying you know whatever it's a match between the other two he can't get close to them the other two are nearly so fixated on beating each other that they forget about editor Dejit and off he goes and wins and proves you know he's just he's a beautiful horse he's just got so much fight in him he jumps perfect Niall he's a great front running rider if Niall can position a horse in a certain manner and he has no traffic ahead of him like if he doesn't get squeezed in whatever but he's also shown the ability he can come from the back he can come from off the pace he just has a great brain Niall I, I really think people are going to start sitting up and taking notice of him soon I think you know there's a lot you know to prove Edward Stone is the most talented horse in the race 100% but I just think it's written for for editor Dejit. He's got unbelievable form around Cheltenham too. He's run there five times, won four times, and three those times he's been with Nile on his back. I wouldn't discount that at all. And I think it'd just be a tremendous story. And Nergemin, he, he look, he wasn't great the last day at uh, at Cheltenham. But then again, how could you discount him for everything that he's done in the past? It, I I personally would probably be drawing a line through him. I just didn't think he found enough pace in the end, but. I think it just shapes up to be an absolutely cracking race. I think it's it's going to be a one that we'll be talking about in a few years' time. Well, hopefully. And obviously Thursday, I believe you have some bit of a controversial call for the opening Turner's Novice Chase. I do, but actually, firstly, I, I forgot to mention that the champion bumper at the end of, of Wednesday, we have a local trainer here in Dungarvan, Mr. John Kiley. John Kiley is mm. going to be 86 in a few months, Sean, and he's a favourite for the Shelton Festival again. It's 15 horses in training above in Dungarvan now. 15 jumps horses. John. You wonder a, what keeps him going at 86. You do. And he was still out in the gallops a few years ago. I remember he, reading a thing in the 42 about him breaking his legs out in the gallops with his brother Paddy before the COVID pandemic. And I was thinking, you're 83 years old. But it, it's just crazy the, the desire they all have. The Kylie start. They're amazing people. They obviously had famous horses in the past. Liza Puerig, Shula Reich, Carlingford Locke. And... They had a horse to dream to share. He bolted up in the bumper at the Leopardstown Dublin Racing Festival. And the winner of that race has won the champion bumper at Cheltenham three out of the last four years. Young rider from Dungarvan again. Sixth year student, John Gleeson from Dungarvan. He's from Ardmore. His dad is the legendary Brian, Brian Gleeson, ITV, RTE racing journalist. Lovely man. And I just, you know, it, it's, it's a great story again. John's actually travelling over to Cheltenham for the first time in a good few years. He said he's more worried about himself travelling over than the horse. Just be a fantastic story. So amazing to see an 86-year-old man still training the favourite at the Cheltenham Festival, one of the most competitive races. And yeah, Thursday, the Mighty Potter's the favourite for the Turners, Sean. Um, I think he's 5-4 to four on with most bookmakers. He's Gordon Elliott's. He won the Drinmore at Fairy House there before Christmas. And look... One of the best performances you see all season. Jack Kennedy was on him that day. Unfortunately, Jack's had a bad injury. He's broken his leg. He can't ride for Cheltenham. Hence why Davy Russell is back out of retirement and he's back riding. And yeah, I but Joseph O'Brien training above in Owen Hill, Piltown, Kilkenny. He's a horse called Banbridge and he just loves it around Cheltenham and I really think Banbridge is going to be the one. You're anticipating an incredible day for Joseph. I really am, yeah. I, I have some insider knowledge from the, okay. o, from the O'Brien yard and... <laughs> There's some quiet nibbles of confidence floating around, Sean, I can be certain of that. Um, yeah, I think what Joseph is doing, he's a young man. Joseph is I, I late 20s, early 30s. I can't, couldn't pin an age on him, but what he's doing, like he's been a a champion flat jockey. He's been involved with his dad, Aiden, but he's jumps horses now. And like the things he's doing, I think he's 25-odd. Won the Christmas hurdle at Leopardstown over Christmas with a 
home by the Lee. He's had Cheltenham winners with Banbridge and a few more other horses. And he's, I just think what he's doing is, is amazing. Home by the Lee is going the stairs hurdle. The stairs hurdle this year, that's the highlight race on the Thursday. It's the most open race of the whole week because you have three at the top of the mark that have massive question marks around them. Blazing Cal, great horse, massive injury issues. No one knows if he's going to make it. Tia Poo, he's running over three miles at Wexford there the last day. He was, or sorry, Gorn Park. He was outstanding. And But then again, if he doesn't get his ground, you don't know. Another horse at the, the top of the market is Florin Porter, the two-time winner, won the last two races. He's had his injury troubles too. So home by the Lee might be the safest one to go. He's a little bit claustrophobic, as in if something gets up beside him, he kind of gets a little bit spooked. But he's his form since this race last year has been outstanding. He's won the Liz Mullen hurdle. He's won the Christmas hurdle at uh, at Leopardstown, and he's been kept fresh for this. And yeah, he's he's a fantastic, fantastic horse. JJ Slevin will ride him, of course. And I just think again, another touch for Joseph. I think that Thursday could go down. He's an amazing flat trainer, obviously, Melbourne Cups. He's won everything that there's there to be won in the flat game. Imagine he could train a double on a day at Cheltenham. Just goes to show you can put your hand to anything and be good at it. Yeah, put your head at it, exactly. And brings us along nicely to Friday, St. Patrick's Day, one of the most exciting days on the jumps racing calendar. Jordan, it all kicks off with two huge contenders for Willie Mullins again in the Triumph Hurdle champion race for the juveniles. Yeah, um, again, another um, interesting story that emerged from the Dublin Racing Festival. The Dublin Racing Festival is almost the, the perfect curtain raiser. It's almost like the Champions League semi-final in a way, really. Um, yeah, Lossie Mouth, she was nailed on for the Triumph Hurdle, really. Everyone was thinking big things for her. She got blocked in by her stablemate in the race. Uh, a stablemate that was 100 to 1, caught in her way, and she had to change tune, change direction fairly fast. Another stablemate up the top of the race went off and bolted off. But the way Lossie Mouth ran her down and tried to close the gap, it's just insane. It was just, you know, she probably ran nearly half a mile further than most of the other horses and was still nearly there in the amount of time. He's another horse called Blood Destiny up in the top of the market. It's, again, he's just really well with these juveniles. He's had the winner last year, obviously, Vauban. He'll be running the champion hurdle this week. It's just produced some fantastic horses down the years. Uh, you move on then on the Friday. The Friday has been a brilliant day for the Irish the last uh, the last few years, Sean. It was 7-0 to the Irish last year. There wasn't a single British winner on the last day last year. I was there and I can tell you it was a great day. It was a great crack. I was there actually on Patrick's Day last year and uh, I remember whatever horse I tipped for the Cheltenham plate, he, he wasn't running. And I remember having a spare £50 and we put it on between us, £25 each way, 25 to 1, cool Cody. Off he went and won. I tell you, I never had a night like that in a long time. But <laughs> really good. You know, fingers crossed. You know, if we can get something like that this time, it'd be it'd be outstanding. If the county hurdle is the second race, one of the handicaps. Uh, Sharjah is running it. He's a seven-time Grade One winner. He'd be obviously going off to the top weight, and he's another massive chance for Willie Mullins, Colonel Mustard for Lorna Fowler. You have a good future running. A Bally Adam is going to run for Henry de Bromhead, and then you have the Albert Bartlett three miles for the novice hurdle again. Again, that's a really interesting division. Emmett Mullins above and Carlo. He has Corbett's Cross in as the favourite, but he ran very recently. It's hard to know whether he's going to go up, but if he does, very hard to rule out. Henry has two great chances. They both ran Monty Star and Hidden Valley Lake. Monty Star got the better of Hidden Valley Lake that day, but Hidden Valley Lake, for me, has been the horse I've been looking at for the Albert Bartlett all year. I've been really taken by him. He had a great win at Cork at one stage. And yeah, there's just a lot run in there. Um, Willie has Embassy <coughs> Willie has Embassy Gardens in there. 
there's just again just shapes up to be promising Gordon Elliott three card brag there's just a load in it there's a go- there's going to be some serious stars of the future in that race and then that brings you to the Gold Cup the biggest the biggest race there is Gold Cup this excited year excited for it I'm excited for it but you know what Sean it's the hardest Gold Cup to call in years it's really like it's you can nearly make a case for anything in it. Now, you have an overwhelming Willie Mullins favourite yet again, Gallop in the Champ. I remember being there last year. It's the Turner's Novice Chase, Gallop in the Champ and Bob Ollinger. It was four in the field. The other two got left behind. And Gallop in the Champ was coming towards the end of it. And he was absolutely streets ahead of Bob Ollinger now. Like, I mean, it was like they were in different worlds. And all of a sudden he fell. And I'm not joking you whatever amount of thousand people there. I've never experienced anything like it in all my life. The silence when that horse fell was just palpable. I've never experienced anything like it at a sporting moment ever. It was just shock, disbelief that this horse was capable of a mistake. Now, in fairness, he's really got his act together this year. He's been brilliant. But he's never actually run over the same trip at the Gold Cup. He's never actually run this far. He has to run a bit further than he normally has. Now, he's been very impressive in what he's done this year. But he's a very sharp price and there's a lot of worthy contenders in behind him to take him on. None more so than Brave Man's Game. He won the King George at Kempton. He's the main English contender. He belongs to Paul Nichols, the man behind Denman, Cotto Starm. Famous, famous names of the past Gold Cup winners. Brave Man's Game. He, If you could pick a horse to jump over the Empire State Building he might manage he is an absolute rocket he could jump a crane and it's just yeah he's he's a sight to behold and I think people are the forgotten horse that no one's forgotten about is the way people have referred to Affluate Hard last year's winner for Henry Rom had Rachel Blackmore massive injury problems this season again terrible Um, you know he he pulled up he had one run of Haydock he went over he pulled up they owed that down to a few veterinary issues that, that got covered whatever else it brought him up to the Leopardstown over Christmas. He banged his joint again, gone. It's almost as if someone was telling him, you know, not to race him. And then you, you look again and it's just been, you know. It's just one of those things. He's, a, he's coming into Like he's, if you if he ran the way he did last year, he win the race again 100%. But he's coming into it like, and the only race he's run this year, he's pulled up in like, it's just, it's not ideal preparation. It's a mammoth task, but if there's someone capable of it, it's probably him. And then you look at Manella Indo, Another one for Henry. Second last year, first the year before, and this is the first year he's ever actually going to it on the back of a win. I was there at New Year's on New Year's Day at Tremore with Manel Indo bet Statler. Statler is actually a shorter price for this race than Manel Indo, incidentally, which is quite interesting. But like it was the first time that there was the the big winner for Henry at Tremore, obviously after what happened with his son Jack. Obviously that was such a such a tragedy and the, the ovation there and the adulation from the from the crowd and whatever else uh, the most beautiful moment I've ever seen in the race course it really was uh, it's, it's something I think will stay with me forever really just it was such a taking moment I'd love nothing more than for Manella Indo to to get up and win the, the Gold Cup he's been a horse that's done so he's been such a great servant to Henry de Romhead he's done so well at Cheltenham before as well obviously he's been a previous winner there at a number of occasions and you know I think yeah, I think he's 20 to 1, which is mad considering all the things that he's done there before. Gold Cup this year is just, it's going to be amazing. And, you know, I think, obviously going back to the whole Southeast equation, you look at the chances Willie Mullins has. Emmett Mullins has some wonderful runners in the handicaps. 
he could well capture the Albert Bartlett. And you have a, another a crazy story in the Gold Cup. Shark Hanlon from above in Carlo. Ewick. 800 quid out of Willie Mullins' yard. Went off and won the American Grand National for him. Went off and won a load of races. He's after winning them, I think, 450 grand in prize money. But he paid 800 euro for him. There was a video of him. He brought him into a pub above in, uh, I think it was Min of Yogan Carlo, for a pint of Guinness and everything. It was just... Shark is one of the real characters of the game. And imagine that, a horse you paid pittance for going off and winning the Gold Cup. He won the lottery. He absolutely did. And it's just, there's so many beautiful personal stories in racing. That's what I love about it. You know, there's so many fairy tales that happen on a daily basis at festivals like these. And I really think that there's just such scope for such wonderful stories for, for amazing people, Sean, you know. And I, that's that's what I love about it. it, it the everyday man like, like me and you can be involved at the highest level and, and, you know, be involved with a horse that just goes above and beyond. That's what I love about it. That's why you're sitting here with me, because you can hear it in your voice. You can hear the passion that's there. You've uh, transported anybody who's listening, and that's what it's all about. And I have a couple of questions for you. Yeah, of course. I suppose there's nothing certain, particularly in this game, but if you had to, who's won Southeast Tours that you think is certain? Oh, yeah, that that's it's a really difficult question. Um, there's uh, there's a lot that I'd like, obviously for just for personal interest, financial gain. Um, but um, you know what? I'd actually pick the horse in the first race, Basil Vega. I I I think you know when you look at what he's done before, he's foot perfect. You know, it went at an unbelievable pace the last day. He was a little bit lame afterwards, whatever else. Yeah, I think factor all that in. I just think he's a star. His his mother, Q Vega, she won six races at the Cheltenham Festival before as well. Like he's just everything about him just screams champion to me. I think I think he does it. I think he for, he forgives himself, and I I think you know that's going to be with the scene when he wins the Supreme come come about no about twenty five to two on on Tuesday. That's that's going to be something that's going to live long in the memory. I I think that's that's nailed on to happen. I'd love to see it happen. And I'll ask you one more. Who's one favourite within the locality that you'd have your doubts about? Oh, a, a favourite that I'd have my doubts about? Uh, probably Galloping the Champ in the Gold Cup, to be honest. Um, look, if he goes off and wins it by 10 lengths, I'm not batting an eyelid because he's more than capable of it. But he's in against some serious, serious opposition experience. You know, no the trip. Cheltenham experience, everything else factored in. It's going to be difficult. Anything can happen in a Gold Cup. A 50 to 1 horse can go off and win a Gold Cup. And, you know, you'll all be saying, How didn't I see it? It can happen. It's going to be very tough for him if he does it. It's very, very exciting. God knows what he could do in the future. But I don't know. I, I wouldn't be having him personally. Jordan, appreciate your time. Enjoy the week and the very best to you, my friend. Well, certainly well. Thanks for having me, Sean. Five counties, one big sports show. Sports Beat Extra. That's another show in the books. And as always, it's been a pleasure to spend this time with you all. Continue sending your messages through our socials and your emails to sport at beat102103.com. Beat Anthems is on the way, but I've got one final message for all of you sports clubs in the region. Club Focus with Eco Solar Energy. The solar experts you can rely on. Make the cleaner choice. EcoSolarEnergy.ie. How do you fancy winning a grand for your club? Club Focus is in full swing and you can still get involved. Each month I visit a club in the region and I give them a chance to take their place in the limelight. 
you can feature on air, online and across all of our socials. At the end of the 12 months, one lucky club will bag the €1,000 bursary. And that winning club will also be chosen through a public vote, so it's an extra opportunity to attract some new members. Club Focus is part of Beat's ongoing commitment, which will support the work that all of you local clubs do, while also celebrating the positive impact that you all have on your local communities. So if you want to get your club involved, head to beat102103.com forward slash club focus to apply now. Club Focus with Eco Solar Energy, the solar experts you can rely on. Make the cleaner choice. EcoSolarEnergy.ie